Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man, thank you? Let's call. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Masked Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, movie reviews, trivia contests, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio mystery episode on Inner Sanctum. But it's time now for our quiz game, Stump the Host. Lisa Wolf will test my knowledge of classic radio by asking me a bevy of questions on the subject. For every question I answer correctly, you'll hear that. For every question I answer incorrectly, you'll hear that annoying sound. Lisa, please say hello to our listener contestant. I sure will. We have Cecile on the line from Florida. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. We're glad to have you with us today. Cecile, you and I are going to be partners, and I believe you're celebrating a birthday today. Yes, that's correct. Wow. 21. She's legal. Nice. She, uh, her, she and I are going to have a drink after the show because she's legal. Well, it's a long way to go to Florida yes. for a drink, it's but w- it might uh, be worth it. Oh, it would be, yes. <laughs> Happy I'll birthday. Fly you, I'll fly you down, uh, Carl, on my private. You will. Oh, beautiful. Wait uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling left out. <laughs> no, no. Just me. Just me. Uh, all right. So here we go. You're going to win some fabulous prizes. Uh, these questions are all about classic radio, so we'll kind of work through them together. Okay, guys. Mm-hmm. Carlton E. Morse created Adventures by Morse shortly after NBC canceled his series titled. Uh, you, uh, you know that one, Cecile? Don't worry if you don't, because I think I have it. Yeah, I have to think about that for just a second. Carlton, it was Morton or Thornton? Morse. Carlton E. Morse. M O R S E. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you. Carl. All right. I thank you. I think it was I love a mystery. And I love a mystery. And you're right. <laughs> All right. We're on the board, Cecile. We're it's winning. All right. Cool. There all you right. go. That's how it works. Uh, Nero Wolf, my uncle, yes. was created in 1934 by what American mystery writer? All right. Who created Nero Wolf? I think I have it. Um, gosh, you're a smart guy, man. I'll give you the first um, name, Rex. Okay. Rex. His last name was Stout. Got it yet? <laughs> Rex Stout. That's she a hint. What do you I think, think it might be? Rex Stout, exactly. Cecile, you've got it. See how we do that? <laughs> Me and Cecile, we're a good pair. All right. All right. You pair. Uh, who was <laughs> Nero Wolf's assistant who narrates the cases? Oh, yeah. Got oh, it. Oh, yeah. That was Archie. That was Archie Goodwin, right, Cecile? That was Archie. Yes, right. It was. Just keep saying yes. He's he's on ah. a roll. Okay, Carl and Cecile yes. on the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Uh huh. Who had a recurring role as the Nelsons' friendly neighbor, Thorny? Oh, so the actor, you mean? Yes. Ooh, I Ooh. think Ooh. I may Hello. know. Hmm. Hmm. The actor. That's a good one. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think I know this one. What, what it. was it? Um, I think it's Don DeFore. 
That's right. Oh my gosh. She's got it. I did not know that one. I did not see how good of a team we are, Cecile. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Don DeFoy. I don't know why. I just watched. It wasn't too long before I just watched one. Fantastic. Way to go, Cecile. All right. All right. You guys do work together. I really together. did not know that. I did not know <laughs> he that. He didn't. I could tell in his no, eyes. I didn't know it. <laughs> All right. What detective drama is based on the novels of Raymond Chandler? What detect? Okay, you know that one, Cecile. Raymond Chandler had a detective. He was the writer, and he yep. had a detective. You know what? I don't. Okay, that one I don't know. All right, that was Philip Marlowe. Yes, the Adventures Marlowe. Oh, that is correct. Yeah, right. Humphrey Bogart played him in the films, and yep. uh, yeah, all right, all right. We're just we're just kicking butt here. This is good. Lisa's uh, Lisa has no chance here. We're, I, uh, we're I, kicking butt. You, see, you have it all wrong. I want you to succeed. Okay. You've got it all wrong. Well, it's Cecile's birthday, so we want to win. I want here. her to succeed. Yes, you, right. I don't really care so right. much. I know. Okay. <laughs> 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 On the Adventures of Sam Spade. Right. The series starred what two actors? Okay. As Sam Spade. Okay. So it's a On double. Ray Radio, oh, it's yeah. a, yes, it's a double win. All right, here. so um, I'll give you a hint, Cecile. The first actor well, maybe that played she knows Sa- it. Well, I'm going to help her though. Does she need help? Do you need help, Cecile? The, the... I think I might need a little help. All right, okay. so the... I think I know one of them. Okay, oh, let's hear what? it. Who? who? Is it? Is it? Is, oh, it's, it's, it's Howard. Uh... Yes, yes. See, give Howard her a what? What? Howard Duff. Yes. See, give Un- her a chance. She's awesome. All right, Howard Duff. And the other actor, you, that's probably not very many people know it, but I'm a, a geek. It was Steve Dunn. That is Steve right. Steve Dunn. All right, so there we go. Wow. Good one, guys. Wow. This Come is... on, bring it on, Lisa. All right. I've got, got my partner here. Right. Bring it on. Who played his secretary, Effie? Okay. That was, uh, I think it was Loreen Tuttle. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. There we go. Cecile says you're right, so you're right. right. All right. Okay. This detective drama was based on the character created by... Who? Who? What? Oh, who created it? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Who created Sam Spade? You know that, Cecile? (laughs) That one... Um... How long do I have? <laughs> bum, 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 bum. That was Dashiell Hammett. That is right. <laughs> Dashiell Hammett. Cecile says you're right. Pull out of my Okay, I think you're going to know this one, Cecile. On the Adventures of Superman, what was their opening signature? Mm. Look. Wait a look. Wait, wait, let her say I'm it. I'm just helping her with Don't the first help word. Her. She knows. Look. Look. There's the oh look look up in the sky up in the sky it's a bird it's a bird it's a plane yeah. oh it's super yeah she's got it oh man she's good this Cecile knows her stuff man I love it all right we have time for one more question all right in the storyline what happened to anyone who discovered Superman's secret identity so if somebody learned his secret identity yes. what happened to him yes <laughs> probably in every storyline what do you think Cecile what could have happened to him. Well, they probably got locked in a telephone booth. Even worse, they were killed <laughs> they off. They were killed off. By it's like if you, disaster I'll tell you what, something. you learned Superman's secret identity, That's man. It, you're you out. that was it. You were uh you were biting the dust. Out of here. Uh well, Cecile, it was a pleasure playing the game with you. You know your stuff. That's for sure. You did a great job. Thank well, you, Cecile. Thank yeah. you. Happy birthday. You have some fun Happy prizes birthday. coming your way from my crabby brother Vince. You rock. When we come back, it is Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Stick around.
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. In our Sanctum Mysteries featured stories of mystery, terror, and suspense. Created by Hyman Brown, it premiered in 1941. A big part of the fright factor was the show's host, Raymond, who opened each episode with campy, tongue-in-cheek humor. Raymond delighted in painfully bad puns and poking fun at the audience, who he was sure would soon be suffering from knee-knocking fright. One auditory trademark of the show was the creaking door that opened and closed each episode. Hyman Brown got the idea from a door in the studio's basement that squeaked like crazy. Brown said to an assistant, I'm going to make that door a star, and he did just that. Inner Sanctum spawned a series of low-budget universal horror movies starring Lon Chaney Jr. and a 1954 syndicated television series. In the 1970s, you may remember this, Lisa, Hyman Brown recycled both the creaking door and, to a lesser extent, the name and manner of Raymond and his Peabody Award-winning CBS Radio Mystery Theater. The hosts were E.G. Marshall and Tammy Grimes. Remember the CBS Radio Mystery Theater? I do, but I, I don't know much about it. You do, but it. you don't. I do, but I don't. Yeah. Well, that's a girl's prerogative to right. make up her mind and then change it. Change I mean, it. you know. And I am you a girl, do, but and you I don't. do have a prerogative. You are a girl. That's Your <laughs> hair is very long and flowing, so I'm well, going to guess you are. Well, long flowing hair. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It's kind of in right now. I'm kind so of very know. conservative, you know. I don't believe I've in noticed that. that. I think a man's hair well, maybe should be. Maybe if you had the opportunity to have long flowing I hair, you would. I don't want long flowing <laughs> hair, no. I, I could grow my hair long and flowing, and I've decided... Wouldn't nah, work on you. Nah, not really. Buns are in the man bun. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me all day long. All right, here's a great episode of Inner Sanctum called Desert Death, starring Raymond Edward Johnson. Also in the cast, you'll hear uh, Horace Graham and Ed Hurley. Little old me, Ed Hurley is the announcer. Here's part one of Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Lipton Tea and Lipton Soup presents Inner Sanctum Mysteries. <laughs> Good evening, friends. This is Raymond, your host. Welcome again to the Inner Sanctum. Come in, won't you? You'll have to excuse me for not getting up, but I have an awfully stiff neck. You see, I was out with a certain lady last night who collects very curious things. She spent the first half of the evening telling me how wonderful I am, but after that... Well, it's one thing when a girl tries to turn your head... It's another when she tries to twist it off. (laughs) And now, friends, let me introduce someone who is a real lady. She must be a lady because she wants to reform me. Uh, Come in, Mary Bennett. Hello, folks. Drop a coffin and sit down, Mary. Now, Mr. Raymond, please don't talk that way. It is nice. Why are you always pretending to be so cold-hearted and creepy? Underneath, I'm sure you're a friendly, good-natured sort of man. <laughs> yes, you are. Underneath, you're just like everybody else. Mr. Raymond, someday I'm going to take you home with me and feed you a good hot bowl of Lipton's noodle soup. Oh, well, thanks for the invitation, Mary. And uh, now let me invite you to come to the desert and hear the story of Desert Death. It's an original tale written by that spinner of surprise stories, Robert Newman. And our star tonight is Horace Braham. 
desert, eerie and mysterious at sundown. The sun sinking slowly in a purple haze. The cactus casting long and weirdly twisting shadows. The hot wind still. The silence overall. Driving fast, a dusty car comes down the narrow desert road. At the wheel is Dan Darrell, a rancher. Next to him is his Indian friend, Toby Priest. <laughs> Still worrying, Toby? Stop teasing me, Dan. You know I never did worry. I just told you what my people used to think it meant. Used to think? Didn't you say we ought to postpone our trip into town today? I did. And when did you say it? Right after you saw me. Three vultures lying together toward the sunset. That means three days. A bad omen for a journey. <laughs> hey. Look. I see him. What's a man doing out here in the middle of nowhere on foot? Anything the matter, stranger? Need no help? You're very kind. Our car broke down and... Well, we were in a bit of a spot. Didn't know whether anyone would be likely to come along here or not. I... We? Oh, I, I didn't see your friends. Well, come in. We're going to Palo Verde. We're glad to take you that far. Well, that's very decent of you. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, my name's Darrell, Dan Darrell, and this is Toby Priest. And I'm very happy to know you. I'm Richards. And this is Brennan and Smith. How do you do? Howdy. Uh, you're British, ain't you? Why, yes. <laughs> Clever of you to spot it. We're on our way out to the coast. One of those hush-hush missions. That's why it's so important we get into town. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, which way'd you come? Medicine Creek or Route 12? Why, uh, uh Medicine Creek. It sounded more scenic. You're lying, Dan. You know that, don't you? What makes you say that? Toby, use your head. He doesn't look. Mr. Darrow... Surely it's considered rude to whisper in front of strangers, even here in America, isn't it? Huh? Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm sure you will be. But first I must insist on knowing what you were saying. Insist? What do you mean, insist? This is my car and this is a... I know, a free country. But this is a gun. That's why I can insist. Now, will you tell me what you were saying? I was saying it, so I'll tell you. I said you were lying, that you weren't British at all. No? Then who are we? I think that you're Nazi prisoners who escaped from that camp up near Post City. Oh? And what makes you think that? First, none of your clothes fit you, so they're obviously not yours. Second, you said your car broke down, but there wasn't any car around. Third, you said you came by way of Medicine Creek, and that road's closed. All right. Stop the car and let us get it over with. You mean shoot them? Uh, not so quick, Bernard. We can use them for a while, yes? At least one of them. What the devil do you mean? Of course, your Indian friend is right. Very clever, too. But since I have a gun, you will take orders from me. Our first need is water. You have any in the car? No. And then we will have to find some. Yeah? Where'd you expect to find water in the desert? I told you we were Nazis, Darrow. I did not tell you that we were Ronald's men... From the Africa Corps. That means we know the desert, any desert, better than anyone on Earth. Those hills off there to the left, 
Take the left-hand road at that fork there and head toward them. But do as I say. How much further you want me to go up this... this wagon track? Slow up. Isn't that a... Yes. The shack right next to the cliff. Stop. Ah, looks deserted, but... There, next to it. Is that not a well? It should be. Brenner, go see if there's any water in it. Double haircut. You two come with us. We'll go look at the shack. What is this place? Those terraces up there on the cliff. A pueblo. Cliff dwellings. Centuries ago, my people lived in villages like this. There is water in it, Herr Colonel. Even a bucket to get it up with. Good. Come into the house. Smash, Schmidt. Hmm. From the dust, I'd say no one had been here for a good many years. Prospector's cabin, wasn't it? Probably. That means... Ah, there's what I want. Shovel. What do you want that for? Want to dig yourself a grave? Yes, Adam, exactly. But not for me. Huh? What you mean? Precisely what I said. Sit down. Make yourselves comfortable and I will explain things to you. I'll stand if you don't mind. Oh, not at all. We Nazis are very objective, analytical people. We decided we needed a car to make our escape in. Now we have one. We also decided we needed someone to drive the car and get us safely across the border. That means we can use one of you. The other one will die. You... you wouldn't dare. My dear Darrow, outside of the thousands of men we killed in North Africa who don't count, we killed at least two guards in making our escape. Do you really think one more death means anything to us. The only question is, which of you shall die? This one here. He talks too much. Well, that's not quite fair, Brenner. He's just, shall we say, less stoical than the Indian. On the other hand, I think that in the long run, he would probably prove easier to handle, less dangerous. That means that the Indian dies. What? Why, you... Shut up, uh, Thank you, Brenner. Schmidt. Take the gun, the shovel, and our Indian friend, yeah. and watch over him while he digs his grave. Hmm. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Of course, I personally would prefer a deeper grave, but that's up to you. The depth is not important. The only thing that matters is that it faces west. That is why I dug it with the head against the cliff. An old tribal custom. Very interesting. Similar to the Egyptians. But of course, they believed in a life after death. My people believe in a life after death also, Colonel. And in this case, I think I can promise that I will not rest easy in my grave. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Hear this too, men from across the seas. Men with death in your hearts. For the evil you would do, evil will follow you like a hungry wolf. What is that? What he just mentioned, a wolf. Though you bury me deep, the earth will not hide me till you have paid for your crimes. Here where you have killed, here too will you die. Now, Herr Colonel. Yes, Brenner. Oh, you can't, you... Oh. 
Very good, Smith. I'll take the gun now. Fill in the grave, then meet us back at the cabin. That's definitely an organ there, Lisa. I I know my organ and my piano and my uh uh harpsichord. <laughs> right. And my uh, what are what's that? Is that what that thing is? Xylophone. 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 That's definitely not a xylophone. That's the uh, CBS uh, orchestra. No, no, you know, interesting. Wait a minute now. What this are you is talking a CB- about? Hang on a second. This is a CBS show. Where's the orchestra? Right, that that's, was not an orchestra. That's an organ. So you know what it was? This show was on at night, and they probably didn't keep the, uh, you know, the whole orchestra, the CBS orchestra there. They left the organist. But they left the, but the organist had to come in. <laughs> You're coming in. You can't go home. You're working triple time. Extra ten dollar for you. Yeah, here you go. Um, but yeah, that Inner Sanctum. I think these 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 mystery shows. They didn't need the whole orchestra. They just had the organ. Yeah, it's good enough for them. It's a good. Uh, it's like it's it, like it burnt toast and a rotten egg. It's good enough for you. Okay. That's how it works. That's how they were like. You organists get in here and just play the organ for Inner Sanctum. All right, so 1980 biography drama sports. What movie is this? How could you ask me a question like that? How could you ask me? I'm your brother. All right, how could you ask me, Lisa? I'm I'm your your brother. brother. I'm your brother. Brother. All right, so if you know what movie that is, uh, directed by the great Martin Scorsese, call us now. How could you ask me a question like that? How could you ask me? I'm your brother. Toll free 855-360-H360. The H is a four. Call now. Phone lines are open. Win some fabulous prizes. We'll be right back. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, this is Hollywood 360. I am your genial host, Carl Amari. I you're saying genius host. Genial. Congenial. Congeniality. Miss Congeniality. Mr. Congeniality. Mr. Congeniality. And the, uh, let me see, let me think of an adjective. Um, vivacious, did I say you that? Use that one. You, you have a list. Right? Somebody sent you a list. Um, hang on a second. Check it out. That's legal. Hang on, just give me a second here. I'm not good with technical <laughs> no, things. No, you are not. Um, how about you pronounce uh, it? resplendent? Oh. Whoa. That's And nice. how about fetching? Hey, you have some intelligent Enchanting. friends. Oh, I like that how one. How about... Well, don't use them all up. <laughs> Save some. How, how about... What's this word? I, I'm My my eyesight is uh, it's going here. Um, I don't know what that word is. Loquacious. 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 Oh, does, don't I sound smart? Loquacious. Mm-hmm. The loquacious Lisa Wolf. That actually kind of... It's like... Lo, Do you know what that means? Lo, it's um, a, I don't know. What? <laughs> Like what? What does it mean? I don't want to look it up. I don't have time. Uh, I'm doing a radio show here. All right. So here's the movie clip. How could you ask me a question like that? How could you you ask ask me? How are you my brother? How could you ask me a question like that? Uh, I love this movie. It's my favorite movie of all time. Let's go out to Patrick in Streamwood. Hi, Patrick. How are you? Good. How are you guys? I'm good. Do you know what loquacious means? I, I don't know what loquacious means, Patrick. Do you? It's kind I of a no, I, no idea. I have no idea either. You know what? Guys don't know these kind of words. It sounds good. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, loquacious. Lisa's looking it up because she doesn't even know what it is. I do. Um. So, uh, hey, Patrick, what movie is this? So if it's your favorite movie, it's got to be Raging Bull. It is Raging Bull. It's a great movie, right? If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never seen it. You never saw it? you got to watch it. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. 
You are a winner. Patrick, my crabby brother, will send you some fun prizes. Sound good? Excellent. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. I appreciate okay. you calling in. Um, Carl, I, I just have you to calling. let you know What's that, that you are loquacious. I'm loquacious? Yes. Why? More loqu- no, it's loquacious. Low. No, loquacious. I'm low Low, uh, Do you want to know what this says? IQ? Low IQ? No. It's talking or tending to talk too much or too freely chattery, babbling. Oh, really? Yes. Then it's perfect for you. This is absolutely, <laughs> this should be your middle name. Lisa Loquacious mm-hmm. Wolf. Right. Excessive conversation. Babbling. Excessive, Excessive babbling. babbling. Wordy. Well, right. I mean, you know, if we took the, the show and we counted the m- number of words you say on the show and the number of words I say on the show, yes, you would be more loquacious than me. You are out, out of, of your, your mind. mind. You are out of your you mind. Are you are so, so out of your, what completely you know out about. of your mind. It's unbelievable. Right? Getting aggravated. I'm sure that I would win that back. I can't even argue Positively, with you. without a doubt. Up. I give up. Right. All right, so you know what's nice is I have the ability to turn your mic off over here. See, I have the power. See, this button here is me, and that button's you. You are all power. What did you just say? I didn't hear a word you said, Lisa. Let's get back now to Inner Sanctum. What a place. It's worse than Guitar. I wish you'd sit down, Daryl, and stop staring out of the window. You're worried about your friend. I brought him very nicely. I'm not worried about him. I'm thinking about what he said before you killed him. I should think that you think about it, too. Perhaps. <laughs> we have had more curses laid on us in more languages than you have hairs on your head. What's that? Must be the wind. No. No, it is different. More like some kind of musical instrument. But there's no one around here but us. There hasn't been anyone living in those houses up on the cliff for centuries. It's just the wind, I tell you. But if you want to, go take a look. Go take a look, I said. Yeah, I will. It's too dark. There's too much sand blowing to see anything. But wait. Go there near the foot of the cliff. There's something. It looks like... It's the Indian. He's lying there. Out of his grave. Oh, you bury me deep. Spirit will not hide me, till you are paid for your crimes. Here where you are killed, here too will you die. (laughs) A hundred curses in a dozen different tongues. Perhaps they did mean three deaths. If so, who are the others that'll die and who'll live? Gosh, Mr. Raymond, this is exciting. What? Oh, Mary Bennett, I've overlooked you in all this desert. Uh, Tell me, Mary, whom do you hope will die, huh? Well, I don't like to see anybody killed. But those Nazis sure ought to be clapped in jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you go and perch on that tombstone over there while I go on with the story of death in the desert? I'm warning you, if I do go on, you'll be seeing strange sights and hearing strange sounds every time you put out the lights. But it's your funeral. It's uh, just a moment later now. The three Nazis are still standing at the open door of the deserted cabin, staring out into the darkness. And the colonel turns sharply, glares at death. What was that you said, Daryl? 
I was just repeating what Tuba said. Oh, you murdered him. It's, it's true, Herr Kerl. That's what he did say. The earth will not hide me. And there he is out of his grave, lying there. Shut up. Fine Nazi, you are. A fine example of the Africa Corps. Listening to the ravings of a savage and believing them. Schmidt, where did you bury the Indian? In the sand. Then this wind came along and blew the sand away. And that's all. And, and that's strange, means... Another trick of the wind. But if it bothers you to see him lying there, go on out and bury him again. Deeper this time. No, Hercule, no. Well, that's an order. Brian Schmidt seems to be getting a bit uh, rattled. That's why I sent him out there. Nothing like facing a fear to overcome it. Colonel Ulrich, do you not think it is about time that Schmidt came back? Hmm... He's only been gone about five or ten minutes. I told him to dig the grave deep this time. I know, but uh, I do not see him out there anywhere. Well, how could you expect to when it's so dark and when the sand is blowing like that? Maybe we'd better go out and see what's taking him so long. And uh, you too, Mr. Darrell, if you don't mind. Not at all. Schmidt! Schmidt, where are you? Lasted idiot. Probably wandered out into the desert. Schmidt! Look, the Indian, he's still lying there. He never did bury him. That means Schmidt never even got over there. Must have lost his way right after he got outside. Schmidt! I think you can save your breath, Colonel Ulrich. Right over here, the well. Huh? What are you talking about? Schmidt, dead. Well, why are you looking at me like that, brother? Exactly as I said. He lost his way in the darkness, the sandstorm, fell down the well. Yeah. Yeah, I... I guess that is what must have happened. As for you, Mr. Darrow, since you discovered Schmidt, you shall have the pleasure of burying your friend the Indian again. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I never did appreciate the American type of humor. Now get busy with that show. May I just point out that while it's easy for you to knock me down when my hands are tied, it's not so easy for me to use a shovel. Oh, I intend to untie you. But please remember always that I have a gun and that Brenner and I have every intention of getting away from here. I'm happy to see that you've stopped pacing the floor and looking out the window, Mr. Darrow. That means you've stopped expecting something miraculous to happen that will save you. Is that what you think it means? Frankly, no. In fact, I think just the opposite. You're looking much more cheerful than before. You're thinking one of them is dead. Now it'll be that much easier to get away. It really pains me to disillusion you. Schmidt was a sergeant. A fool. I can assure you that neither Brenner nor myself are going to be bothered by strange noises or tricks of the wind. Right, Brenner? Of course not, Colonel. Good. And now, if we're to make an early start, I think we should get some rest. Brenner, you take the first watch and wake me at midnight. I advise you to get some rest too, Darrell. <laughs> Maybe you'll be able to dream of some way of escaping. 
Thanks. You're not sleeping. As you wish. Good night. Quite a character. He was one of the best soldiers in the Africa Corps. Yeah? Where's Africa Corps now? Where are you? This isn't Africa, Brenner. This is America. This is a part of America where strange things happen. Things that even the Indians can't explain. Indians. <laughs> Ignorant savages. But... That devilish music again. Where does it come from? I thought you said it was a wind. Or was it Ulrich that said that? It must be the wind. It must. Oh, you bury me deep. The earth will not hide me till you pay for your crimes. What is that? That was what Tova said just before you killed him. Schmidt was first, Brenner. You will be next. I'm waiting, Brenner. Waiting. You. Waiting. You heard that, too? Yeah. I heard it. You're lying. You're lying, I say. You, you're, you're, you're just trying to frighten me. Uh, what? Who? Who's trying to frighten you? What's going on? It, uh, it is nothing here, Colonel. Just that, that music again. For a moment, it sounded as if someone was calling my name. Someone was calling your name, Brenner. A dead man. You know you heard it. Sir. Hey, it is again. You hear it? Just that same noise, the wind. Look, Wolowich, look. That Indian... He's out of his grave again. How can you tell? It's too dark to see. But I know he is. I know it. I, 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 I'm very disappointed in you, Brenner. You're losing your grip. Slipping. I... Sorry, Herr Colonel. It's... It is just this place, the nervous tension, the mating. Just being sorry isn't enough. Fear is a weakness. As much of a weakness as pity. You know that as Nazis we cannot tolerate either one. You also know what you must do, don't you? No. No, Herr Colonel. No. You must face your fear and overcome it. You must go out there and prove to yourself that you are not afraid. That you've just been imagining things the way Schmidt did. But, but Schmidt... Schmidt was a fool. He had an accident. You are an officer. And you will not have an accident. Now go ahead and convince yourself that this is all nonsense. Jawohl, Herr Colonel. But leave the gun with me. What's out there is imaginary, but Mr. Darrell is very real. If I didn't have a gun, he might get ideas. Jawohl, Herr Colonel. Here. I shall be back in a few minutes. You're looking at me very strangely, Mr. Darrell. Perhaps now you're starting to understand the fiber of the Nazi character. And perhaps now you're beginning to realize why you can never win this war. Because we allow nothing to defeat us or stand in our way. Any sign of weakness is ruthlessly stamped out. God, what's that? Sounded to me like Brenner. Outside, quick. And don't try to get away or I'll shoot you down in your tracks. Okay. Which way? Towards the cliff, where we buried the Indian. That's where he went and... What's that over there? My guess is that it's your friend, Brenner. Maybe you better make sure. It... It is Brenner. Dead. Strangled. So it was all imagination, eh? Just face your fear and overcome it. Aren't you feeling just a little frightened, Colonel? Yeah. Now, 
There's some rational explanation for everything that happened. Look. The Indian. He is out of his grave again. And that's the answer. He wasn't dead. But this should take care of him. There. And you will notice that even at a moment like this, I look ahead. One shot before and four now. That still leaves one bullet for you, if it should prove necessary. You think of everything, don't you? Yes, my friend, everything. Now get into that car. We're not going to wait until morning. We're leaving here right now. I thought you had everything figured out. You weren't frightened. What's that? What's what? That, that noise, that, that music. It's, it's like the music we heard after we killed the Indian. I don't hear anything. Oh, but you, you must hear it. You must. Listen. It's coming from over there. For the evil you have done, evil will follow you like a hungry wolf. Though you bury me deep, the earth will not hide me till you have paid for your crimes. Did... Did you hear that? Did you hear it? Yeah. I heard it. Here where you have killed here, too, will you die. No. No. You're dead. You're dead, I tell you. I killed you. First Schmidt. Then Brenner. Now you. But you're dead, I tell you. And the dead don't speak. I can't be really hearing you unless... Mad. No. I can't let that happen. I can't. There's one way... The Nazi way. A way to fool you all. This is why you'll never beat us. Never. Never. Oh. Oh. Toby. Toby. Where are you? Over here. Near the foot of the cliff. Are you all right? That first bullet creased my head. I was already dropping by the time he fired. Outside of that, I'm all right. I figured that was what had happened when Schmidt went down the well. I knew it was an accident. I was pretty happy that it was you that buried me the second time. That you put my face against the cliff, left a hole for me to breathe. The first time, well, it was pretty tough until the wind blew the sand off. Yeah, but... What about when he shot you again? That ungodly music. It wasn't me he shot that second time. It was Schmidt. I pulled his body out of the well. I figured that in the dark, no one would be able to tell the difference. As for the music, that's why I dug the grave here. You see these holes here in that cliff? My people drilled them centuries ago. The wind blows through them. Makes weird music. This bottom hole was blocked up, but I opened it while I was digging the grave. Open of graves? There's three of them we should be digging right now. Just one more thing I'd like to ask you, Toby. What's that? What you said this morning. Those three buzzards flying together toward the west. Does it really mean three deaths? There were three deaths. Weren't there, Dad? Toby, 
Never give a Nazi an even break. Unless it's in the neck. As for our three visiting murderers, they may not like our sense of humor, but they can't complain about our poetic justice. After all, it was in the desert that they got their just... Deserts? Well, Mary Bennett, did you like the desert with its sand and wind and weird music? Would you like to live there? Well, I wouldn't mind so much. You know, I believe a woman can make a good home in some pretty out-of-the-way places, the way the old-time housewives did. But, well, I'd want to lay in a supply of good modern food, food that's easy to make, like Lipton's noodle soup. Say, that noodle soup of Lipton's would really put some cheer in the desert, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yes, of course, Mary, of course. Remind me to take Lipton's with me on my next safari. We must have a word of advice. Here it is. If you should wake up one of these nights in a cold sweat, convinced that there's something or someone in your room, and if when you look toward the window you should see a strange figure silhouetted in the moonlight, then pull the blankets up over your head and don't look out again. It'll be one of our three friends from tonight's story. One of the Africa corpses. By the way, this month's inner sanctum mystery novel is Puzzle for Puppets by Patrick Quentin. Well, now I guess it's time to close that there squeaking door until next week at this same time. So until next Tuesday night. Good night. Pleasant dreams. And don't forget to tune in again next Tuesday night to Inner Sanctum. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And there you have it, Inner Sanctum. Isn't it interesting how today when you talk to people about classic radio, they always remember the creaking door, the squeaking door, you know? He made remember it a star that. like he said yeah. he was going to. It's, I mean, you're talking 60, 70 yeah. years ago, right? True. They remember the creaking, sometimes they say squeaking, door of Inner Sanctum. Yeah. That's Desert Death. Raymond Edward Johnson is our host, and in the cast, Horace Graham. That was from January 9th, 1945. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Well, Lisa, another show in the books, as they say. We are a wrap. As who says? It's like a rap party, you know, after a play. You the like that. You know all about I'm that. Missing. Where's the party? Another show in the books. That's a lot of fun. It's always, it's uh, always fun, fun to do the show with you, Lisa. Thanks, Carl. Next week, Thanksgiving, Great Gildersleeve, Adventures of Sam Spade, Gunsmoke and Suspense. Don't miss it. From everyone here at Hollywood 360, thanks for tuning in. Hollywood 360 with host Carl Amari is brought to you by Reader's Digest. To learn more about Hollywood 360 or to contact us, visit our website at hollywood360radio.com. Adam West speaking.